You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shom Brocha, this is a hespid for the Sarah Teira, the Yeshiva of, um, of Chaim Berlin. Uh, it's been two weeks uh, since his Petira, and um, uh, I was directed want to go, and that is to the city of Dallas, which uh, for those in the know has become an Irvain Bisrael in terms of a bastion of Taira. And I understand that, and I've been come, I've been known, I've been now informed that part of the success of, of that city as a city of Taira uh, placed uh, a spot to send children to, 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 to advance the Yerushalayim, a place to learn. Uh, Rav Aaron Shechter Zatzal had a great role in that. So we have three Maspidim from that city, people who have worked tirelessly on behalf of that city with the Ashba of Rav Shechter behind them. We'll start with um, the Avbezdin, uh, the Rashkeil, Rav Yerachmiel Fried, um, Shlita, um, Rav Fried, please. Thank you, Rav Rommel. Um The first thing I need to say is that uh, very, very clearly that, uh, at least from my perspective, I'm not saying this for the other two, but this is not a Hespid. I'm not Roy to be Maspid. I'm not, I never lived in the Yeshiva and uh, I, they, I, I'm far, far from being Roy to be Maspid and Adam Godelik, Dr. Baran Shekhtar, Zechot All I could talk about a little bit is how he affected myself and how I feel he affected me and my family and Dallas in our early years and throughout the years, actually, that we were here. I could just address that, but not to be here that this is any, in any way a hesped of him. Uh, I'll just say that before coming to Dallas, I discussed going to Dallas with my Rebbe of Moshe Shapiro, that's all. And one of the suggestions he gave me very strongly was that since I never learned in America, I would come coming from Eretz Israel, that I should adopt a yeshiva and a Rosh yeshiva to have Das Torah and what I'm doing in order to assure Hatzlacha, because you're not going to be on Sikh without having Das Torah on an ongoing basis. And his suggestion was that, in his words, I should adopt Chaim Berlin and Rabarn Shachter, because he said, in his words in Hebrew, who are Rosh Hashiva dominanti by America. He was the dominant Rosh Hashiva in America, in Moshe's eyes. So, Kachava, that I reached out to him and began speaking to him, and it was relayed to me that that, that uh, somebody overheard a discussion at a chasana that Rosh Hashiva actually asked Rabarn to get involved in Dallas. He said he has a time of going to Dallas, please get involved, please stay, please stay involved in and uh, so I don't know if that conversation happened or not, but I could just say that from the very beginning, uh, the very beginning years, he was truly, truly involved and began to call him for the most thor- the thorniest child is, whether it's on the phone or sometimes flying in in person, spending many hours with him, talking through the most difficult questions. Uh, just I can just say that the Kabbalah's punning that, that we got, that I got myself and our fellows got when we came from Dallas to him, Kabbalah's Panim alone already made things feel better. Things, things, things are things are good. The, the kiss, the 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 Hadras Panim, the joy, the Simcha that someone's coming from Dallas, Texas, who's trying to teach Torah, trying to learn Torah in Dallas. The the Simcha, the palpable Simcha was very very pervading and already made things so powerfully better for us. 
um, whenever going into his office, sitting with his office, is something that I need to learn from myself. I'm still trying to emulate and I'm far from it, but we'd go into his office and sit down. And he would make you feel like a million dollars just to sit down and, you're the meal. How are you? How's everything? How is Dallas? But there's such an incredible simcha. And there was never, I don't remember ever being anything on the top of his desk except for himself sitting there and looking at me. And there was nothing on his desk that would complete undivided attention as if I'm the only person that exists in the world. And it was just a very powerful feeling that the, the, the feel, that feeling and as well as the feeling of mishpacha, that it really made, made you feel at home, feel it at uh, whenever I wanted to. And, and I took advantage of that many times, spent, had many Shabbos meals with them in the house. There were things I had to discuss with them, things we needed to talk over. So he would say, come for, come for, for a suda for Shabbos. And uh, just on the side, you know, we call it a Shabbos meal or we call it a Shabbos lunch. Uh, I once called the Rebetzin, Elias Shalom, and asked if it's possible to come that week for Shabbos lunch. And the Rebetzin said, oh, you mean Shabbos day suda? So the, the, the Lashonas are very important. There was no Shabbos lunch. There was a, a Shabbos day suda. It was a suda. It was a, a it was a Dever Kaddish. It was Kaddish. The suda by, by the Roshiva, and I was there in Baksha many times with myself and also with uh, with kids, it was Kaddish Kaddashim. And um, one thing that always strikes me, and I took on a little, tried to take on a minag now, once the Roshiva was nifter, to start singing Askina Sadasa, because one of the things that really, I even get goosebumps until today, is just think of his Askina Sadasa, the way he would sing it with such a, an otherworldly way. He was literally entered another world when he was singing it, and it's a, it's a haunting, uh, powerful, powerful nigga, and that was just... It just went into your bones, and until today, I have goosebumps when I even think about it and trying to imitate it a little bit. And uh, and anybody that ever had a suda by the Roshiva knows that the the suda was the parsha. He sat and learned the parsha during the suda, and didn't didn't just learn it during the suda. Was really learning the parsha. One of my sons said once, "Abba, this wasn't divrei Torah at the suda. This is some food with the divrei Torah." Uh, he, he sat and went through Pasuk by Pasuk, Rashi by Targum, by Rashi by Targum, Pasuk after Pasuk through the entire Parsha, stopping, talking over Rashi, talking over Targum, what's the difference? And the Parsha came alive, and the Parsha, you know, like one person said, uh, it, it, by us the Parsha is, we, the Chumash is flat, and by the Roshiva it's 3D. It, it, it actually gets into the life of the others and got into the life of everything going on, and he expanded it to 3D. It was it was like living in, living in the parsha, and he would get through one aliyah, two aliyahs. I always had the maral sitting next to him, the Gori Aryeh, and if there was a shver rashi or something, there was something that needed more. So so the suda stopped, everything stopped, and we're holding on the Gori and then the rebbe would come out um, at some point with food and would say, "Oh, soup, oh the soup, suda shabbos." Close the swarm, have the soup for a few minutes, and then the swarm came back open again. And we again were learning the parsha. We were just learning the parsha through the suda. And uh, I never, I wasn't ever there shal sudas, but I'm told that he whatever he didn't finish the first two sudas, he would finish shal sudas. All the bacharim would come, and it would be the house would be gapak for the rest of, to finishing off the parsha through Motzi Shabbos. Um, and he did this by him was kadosh kadoshim. I was sat and numerous times. It was at Suda's with him in the Aguda Convention. It was exactly the same, like it was in the house. He sat and went through the Parsha with whoever was there at the Suda, the same exact way. I was even told by one of his Talmudim that 
there was an Adam Gadol Ma'odid came to New York from Eretz Yisrael that wanted to have a suit about the Roshiva, and he found a way to demur, find another arrangement for the Roshiva, because he knew that Roshiva would be there. He would speak to him during the whole suda, and he wouldn't be able to go through the parsha the way he does. That was very... So, I mean, the reason I'm sharing this is because I'm coming from Dallas, sitting by a suda like that, it was going to an island of Kedusha and of Torah and of Aliyah, and I would come back with those feelings with whatever I had to discuss with them, usually we discussed what I needed to discuss after after davening in Yeshiva on the walk on the way walking home. Then we would discuss whatever any anyway we had to discuss, and then the Suda was the Suda. Sometimes even after the Suda, we would continue the discussion. The Suda itself was not for discussion; it was kadosh kadoshim. It was a, a huge lesson. Um, for for years, I used to uh, I, I would come for Shabbos and. Uh, I would come also every Yom Kippur for the first years until we had our own shul. And Rabban Fuchtanle would arrange, I would stay by him in the house and and Davin uh, Chamberlain and just that Gehoiben and Davin in Chamberlain and everything was around the Rosh Hashiva. The Shmuz on, on Shabbos, uh, I was there a few times the shmuz, to hear the, the Mimer on Shabbat, on, on Aser Samit Shuba. And it was a different Yom Kippur. It was a whole different world after hearing the Roshiva talking and the the Uras cover that everybody had for him and the the powerful the, the way he delivered it with such power I'll never forget when he ended off with Zeres Mechuba and he's talking about the the Mimer of Hutner of Lifni Hashem Titaru and the way he described at the end of the the, the last word of the Mimer Titaru they stood up and walked out of the base Medish and just that lasting impasse I'll never forget that word coming from the Roshiva. Um, when we finished our building here of the shul, the shul was very involved in the starting of the shul with Raya uh, Fagimam might or might not talk more about that, but we went together to discuss it with him after an Eitzah from Moshe Shapiro that's all, to, uh, which he was very, very uh, happy that I would take it and discuss with the Roshiva as well and uh, we went we went in and went downstairs to his basement and probably spent a couple of hours with him down there talking through all of a sudden until he gave us hara to start the shul. And he took a chayas for that shul, he took a chayas for the community, to the point that he came here, he came in early Shabbos, he, early along he came for a Shabbos, we had a Siyam Shas, and we had um, a, a new home for one of our key, key supporters, and Roshiva came and spent the Shabbos, which was known he never used to speak outside the yeshiva, but uh, in Dallas he spoke, spoke the entire Shabbos. And then uh, and that, that itself kindled the desire among many Balabats and many uh, people in the city that we should have Makam Torah like this to daven and to, to learn. And that really led to eventually starting the shul. And uh, once there was a shul, he came came and spoke throughout the entire Shabbos there on the Chanukah uh, Sabais of the shul. He, even though he never did spoke outside of Chamberlain and it was, it was a Medubar in Chamberlain at the time when he came, it's the first time they said he had ever left willingly besides the hospital over but left willingly left uh, by choice the Rebison behind she wasn't able to come and went to another place and not only did he come but he spoke throughout the entire Shabbos which is also Shalokim and Hago and the reason was because he took a he felt it was his city his shul Mamish felt he was part of it and it was, and it was, it was his his place um, and also for personal matters he was always there for me I know some a number of years ago that I had a very serious personal matter to discuss with him and and I wanted to call him, but I heard from the yeshiva that he had just come out of the hospital. So I, I already left a message so that I should have called back. But when I got, he said, uh, even though he was very, very weak, he said, come. But I, 
and protested. The Rashi just came out of the hospital. The Rashi was for the feeling. You said it's important. I know it's important. Come. And I came in and probably spent in between, between a half hour and an hour, and and I felt at the time that the Shechina was resting on his head, the way he looked and and uh, the way he was so earnest and completely involved in my matters, my personal matters, as if it was his personal matters, and. Um, he gave us over the years tremendous adracha of working with conservative and reform rabbis in places and how we could have programs in these places and and uh, gave certain tenayim that it was okay under the certain circumstances. One, one time, Rabbi Shapira, who very strongly disagreed with one of the programs that we did, and I told him that uh, I mentioned different names of different gedolim in America that said to do it, and he stood with, with Kifus and his das that we should not do it. And I mentioned that I that Rabarin said we should do it. He said, "Oh, if the Gedolim in America said to do it, then I'm about to my das." By by Rabbi Shapiro, Rabarin was the Gedolim in America, but he said to me that you have to consider it like a Harav Shah, and whatever time Rabarin gave you, those are the time of the Harav Shah. And if you miss any one of those tanayim, you lo- you lost your hetter, you lost your Harav Shah. But Rabbi Shapiro, in, until I told him Rabarin said to do it, he stood strong not to do it. Then, but. He was Trabarn, he was das. And throughout the into all the years, he, he gave us that drachla, gave us the, and he, not only did he give us that drachla, and gave us, but he stood behind it and supported us and even defended us if there were those that might have criticized what we're doing because he gave his full weight behind it. Um, going there and asking him, Shilas, besides what we had to talk about, we got to see so many other things about him, which um, you know, we're missing since he was sick. We're missing that drachla. We're missing also seeing all the other. Beautiful lessons. I was once once waiting to come to talk to him, and lo and behold, was a, a Dallas family was there. It was uh, one of our Balachuba. His daughter went on to marry the young man from Chaim Berlin, and the kids were there, and they were there for an upsharon. And to see the beautiful simcha that the Rashi was makabel, this little little boy for an upsharon, and uh, and and, and, and Hagal Yisrael, he wouldn't cut his hair until the boy would hand him the scissors to to do it. Kept giving the scissors. The little boy had to give him the scissors to do it. And uh, one time we went in to speak to him, and we were in the car with him, and he said he has to stop at a chasana on the way. There's a boy being getting married that has just lost his father. The yasam that is getting married. So he said, I have to go dance with him. So she went, he just didn't just come in and have a quick little dance. I don't remember if it was a half hour or 45 minutes that we stood and watched the Rashiva dance in the middle with this, with this chasan. Gazing him in the face with a huge smile, and this and the and this and this young man smiling back, this husband smiling back with Oshiva just put his full kachos, half hour, forty five minutes. I don't remember it was something of that nature that he danced straight with with uh, his full kachos. So of course we'd go on and on, but uh, he should be a male yosher for all of us, for all of us, and besides the yeshiva, but all of us who were the far and wide that had so, that he took a highest for, that he loved us so much. And uh, to Dobbin for us where he is and should be a schuss. All we do here in Dallas should be a schuss for him because so much that we do is really due to him. Uh, we now have uh, Rav Harye Feigenbaum, the Rav of Or HaToyra, the Or HaToyra Shul in, in Dallas. Um, Rav Feigenbaum, please. Well, to uh, echo what uh, Rafid said first, thank you, Rabbi Kulovich, for uh, inviting me uh, to, to share some of my memories. Um, but also, this is uh, certainly not a hesped, um, certainly not Roy, to uh, to be masped, uh, Mayri Varabi, 
Ravarn Moshe Shachtish Zechatzar the Bracha. So don't don't have that don't don't have that koch. But uh, want to share uh, many zechronos. I, I I want to start with one one story happened about uh, seven or eight years ago. Um, I, I I was bothered by by a, a certain a, a certain question really in, in the Rashana davening that uh, one of the the, the psukim that we say uh, we say Rashana is utruas malach boy. Right. So I wanted to, to know what's the connection between Truas Melech, which Rashi says is a Lashon of Reus, and the Trua of, 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 of the Shoifer. So I, I, I called the Rashiva to ask him. Um, and, and actually, saw him, I saw him by, by Chasna. I asked him by Chasna, it was about a week or two before Shana. I asked him, and in, in he said, hey, to, to think about it. Erev Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah was on a Sunday. Er Rosh Hashanah, he called me, uh, and, and he said, I, I have an answer for you. Uh, I actually was upstairs in the shul. Uh, I ran down to my office. I, I, I called him back on a better line. And, and, and he said, he, he told me, he said that, that the trua is a broken sound. And ra, like a, a sulam ra'ua, is, is, is broken. And reus is also from the same lashon of broken, meaning that if I, if I don't have my relationship with you, that I'm, I'm a broken person. I'm broken because I lack I lack the relationship, uh, and he said, and, and that's how it all goes together. And that's the truah shmelachbo because it, it's the same lashon of the of, of the truah that without that relationship we're we're we're, we're broken we're, we're 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 apart. So he finished saying it, and and he said, he screamed into the phone. He said, Arya, he said, he said, you 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 should you should you should dance. I, I said, I, I said, I I, I want to sing. I was so excited about the shot. I said, I want to start singing, and I'm not doing justice to the shot. I'm saying it very quickly because I want to start singing. And he said, oh, we should sing together. Okay, then he wished me a chasiv al hung up. My son was only in yeshiva at the time, and the, the reshiva's grandson sent to my son, he said, I don't know what was going on between your father and the reshiva then. He said, the reshiva spoke to your father, and then when he hung up, the reshiva was sitting at his desk, and he was swaying back and forth, and he was dancing to himself. He's saying, that, 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 was, that, that was so much so much the reshiva that... that he, he found a new a new deher, a new pshat, and 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 the pshat always had an amkus to it, and th- there was never anything, never anything shitri. Always had, a, had, a, had an amkus to it, and, and when when he discovered it, the, the simcha and, and and the simcha wasn't just for himself. He wanted to share that simcha. That's what he said. He goes, I, I I want you to dance right now. Like you you should be you should be so happy. And this was taking place on erev Rosh Hashanah. Like he didn't have to call me about. I'm a Talmud. He didn't have to call me back, but I, I can't say, say I, don't, I don't know how many times that that something like this happened that that I would call him around him and say we, we're talking, but it wasn't was something was going on in in, in town. It called it wasn't wasn't a crisis, and he said I am going to call you back. I said I'll call the Shiva back. He said I'm going to call you back, and and a few hours later, a, a few hours later he, he he called he called me back, but he 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 was so much there. I I, I he mentioned. The, the the two times that he came that he came to Dallas for for, for Shabbos, so I, I was I was to host him. Um, both both of those times that, that, that he came, the the first time he came uh, during the Sudan Shabbos, the two year old girl locked herself in the bathroom. Right? She was she was afraid. She was crying. She locked herself in the bathroom. So what what to do? How to get her out? There was like a bolt lock. We couldn't just kick the door in. We had to call the the, the fire department. And he's he's guiding he's guiding us the the, the entire time. 
what, what to do and Amir Akam and what to do and what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. But fine. So the fire department came, got the girl out. Everything was fine. We finished the Suda. We, we, we're walking, we walk back into, into, into my house and it's, it's late. It's late. It was a long, it was a long suit in this incident, like certainly uh, made it, made it even later. And Rashiva said, he said, uh, I bring, bring a, bring a tour, bring a tour based Yosef. So bring him the tour based Yosef. He opens right to the simon, right to where she said, I, I'm going to show you the Truma Zadeshan. And, and he shows me a Truma Zadeshan that, 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 so, that, that says that why, why if someone is in Pachar, it, it, it's certainly for a child, it's in, it's in the getter Pikuach Nefesh, and that's why it's Mutter, what, what we did. Fine. And then he said, okay, now I show this to you, now you, you, you go to sleep. I said, I'll, I'll stay. And he said, no, you, you, you go to sleep. And he, he, he stayed, he stayed up and went through, and went through the whole Sugi. Went through the whole Sugi. But he wasn't known as, as, as a, as, as a Pisic, so to speak, but, but his, his Tfisa, in, in, in areas of Torah was, 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 was incredible. I, I had several incidents like this where, where the, the Allah was, was just, was, was, was clawed him in, 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 Torah, in, in, in other areas. But he, he had, he had a, a, a of, the, of that depth. I once went to ask him something, uh, a question in Ashkafa, and, and he, he asked, he, we, we talked about it for a minute, and then he, he said he wants to think about it. And for 55 minutes, I sat in front of him. As he was thinking about the answer, it wasn't that he fell asleep. He was in deep thought for 55 minutes. And then he answered me. He gave me, he gave me the answer with his, his sharpness. He had, he had, a, he also had a clerk to, 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 of calmness. There was an incredible calmness. I once, I once called him. I said, there was a very difficult parsha going on in town. I said, usually when I when I, I come to the shiva, I, I I've thought about, it, I've thought it through, and I, I come in, I ask, I want to be organized in the question, what's what's what exactly what's going on? And he looked at me and he goes, Aye, start in the middle. Don't worry about starting at the beginning. Just start in the middle. Just relax. Calm down. You have an issue going on, I'm I'm here for you. Um, Fifteen years ago, I I uh I was diagnosed with lymphoma. And one of the first calls I made was to the shiva. Lymphoma, what, what, what to do? It's, it's, a, it's a, the shul was, was, wasn't, wasn't a new shul, but it was still relatively young shul. What, what, what should we do? How should I handle it? And he, and, and he guided me and he, and he told me to keep it quiet. At the time he said to keep it quiet, you tell, tell a few chaverim who you need. Aside from that, just keep, keep it quiet. Don't, 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 don't let people, don't let people know about it. He goes, but I'm gonna, you can always come, you can always call and you would speak to me. And he would find out when my treatment, my, when my treatments were. And, and he would call, not wait for me to call him. After my first few treatments, he called me to find out, to find out how I was, how I was feeling. I, I never called him after that where he didn't start by asking me what, what was doing, where am I holding with the treatments and what's with this? He, 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 his caring was, was so great and so, I would say overwhelming. It just, it, just, it, it flowed through. It wasn't, wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to ask you this question, but no, I, 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 I deeply care about you. I want it, I want it, I want to know how you are. There were, there were many times when the when the uh, the shul first started, I, I I would call him, and and I, I had a reason to call him, and and, and he would say this before that. Ari goes goes catch me up, just just tell me what's going on, let me know what's going on, just catch me up, tell me what's going what's going on in town. I want I I I I, I want to know, and and his his caring and and how he he was so deeply involved in the community. I remember that when I the the night before I was leaving Brooklyn. Uh, to come in, I only went to the yeshiva for a year, um, but but he was very much makar of me that during during that year and 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 stayed with it. 
he said, my, my, my wife and I went in to speak to him. And, and the, the last thing he said to us, or the second to last thing he said to us was that, that he said, you're, you're not leaving the yeshiva. You'll be our representative there. And, and that's how he felt. And, and he felt like it was, it was part of him and that, that, that he had the achrayas to it. He, he sent us there and, and he stayed with us. And, he, and all the time we needed, he gave us. I would, I would go back before the shul started, um, when I was still in the kol, I, I would go back to Rasei Shmuel and I would every every year Rasei Shmuel would sit down with him, and and uh, my chaverim who was there, she would say, "Listen, you, you're not going to get into Rashiva now. He's not going. He's not going to speak to you. He's not going to spend time with you. It's it's Rasei Shmuel. He's busy." And and I would end up speaking to him for 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 two or three hours, just about every about everything everything that's that, 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 that that's going on. He 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 his 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 level of of of, of understanding of 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 what's going on, of of caring. Of 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 cotton the gadol, I remember when I was still uh, a young man in yeshiva, uh, and I and I davened every day in yeshiva. One day after davening, he called me. He called me over, and and he said, "Why are you turning around, looking around? What's going on? Like like you're davening now." Like he he had a koyach of 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 not being afraid to tell you what you needed to hear, and still building you up, as as one of the masvidim. Um, and the statement at, at the at the yeshiva the Levaya said that that he he would his 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 koyach was gadel grow 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 and and the way he made you grow was 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 through the kesha and and he would tell you he would tell you what you needed to hear but he also like he he built you up like you 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 walked away feeling like I I I'm I'm an important person and I and I have a job and I have an achrayis and I and I, and I need to I need to fill and fulfill that achrayis I need I need to keep I need to keep going. Um, The, the the loss is is, is such an, an an incredible loss. The minutes after after the, the shiva's ptira, uh, a close chaver of mine uh, called me up to tell me that the shiva had been nifter and that if I wanted to come, I should I should I should jump on a plane. And I, I, I the shiva was sick and, and he hasn't been he hasn't really been able to communicate with him in, in, in two years. Was, I, and I, I was in such a state of that of that moment of bahala, not not knowing like well, the shiva's gone. What 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 to do? And my my the cash we had with us was so strong. My 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 wife started crying. She started crying, and she said, "Get on a plane. You you, you have you have to go. Like you you have to you have to be there." The, the yeshiva, it, it built up. It built up our family. It built up. I, I could go on with mice after mice after mice with my myself with my children. What 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 he did and how he, how he, how he built how he, how he built us up. But the 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 the, the true that 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 without the relationship, there's there's it's broken. I, I I feel that now that 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 the, the relationship we had we had with the Roshiva and 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 he built us. I know someone 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 said that there there are hundreds if not thousands of of, of Talmidim who say that I was one of the closest to the Roshiva, and I, I I certainly would count myself in that 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 that, that felt such a, a level of, of of closeness of closeness to him and and, and a lacking that, uh, that 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 he's gone and 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 all. All we can do is try to 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 follow his legacy and to follow follow that that which he gave us of, of gadel 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 of, of continuing to grow and to grow and to recognize the chashivas of every person and 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 to continue to grow and 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 to build and that should be a schus v'rimni shivimelat yosher for in uh, now someone who was crucial in the founding of the uh, of the Torah Day School and had a very intimate connection with the Rosh Hashiva Rav Shechter uh, Rav Yirach Mio Odman. Rechmiel, please. Okay, yeah, Shikai, thank you so much. Um, so really, the first time I met the Shiva, I know that it was mentioned that he came here two times for Shabbos, but his first time, really, the Kolo brought him out to Dallas. It wasn't Shabbos. 
I think under a Torah Masorah, Rosh Hashiva, come and see a community before Torah days will open up. And I remember sitting around the dining room table, Rabbi Jacobson's house, the Menahel, and it was just um, the Chavri Akolel and the two or three Machanchim and spouses. And uh, that was my first time really ever interacting at all, really, with Rosh Hashiva. It was a group setting, but there was questions and there was a lot of conversation and discussion and certainly feeling very much part of something special. And then that grew as we fast forward um, when I had the opportunity to um, to head up the founding of a new school, which had a Mishun Dekahatzlacha. We opened the first year with 165 Talmidim, students three-year-olds through eighth grade. Normally you open up a school, you go one grade at a time. This is all with the encouragement of the Rosh Hashiva, and we saw tremendous bracha. Um, but unlike the pr- previous two speakers, I don't I don't have the, uh, the 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 credentials or the connection with the yeshiva as a as an Adam Gadol as as, as a Rosh Kol and I've based in or by Fagman who's a Talmud. I was somebody who was involved, and these who the Shilas were going to 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 Rav Aaron Schechter and Rosh Hashiva, and and I took the, I jumped on took the opportunity and and. And and spoke to him on many occasions, both about the moisture the moisture that I was involved with the school, and then personal as well. And I just want to add in the kuda. It's interesting. I, my my one of my sons, so he's learning in Lakewood, and when the Rashiva was nifter, he immediately drove into Brooklyn. He went in for the Hespid, and he told me that. And he's and he's attended other divrei zikaron and Hespid have happened in Lakewood since, and he kept calling me up at nighttime and he wanted to understand. More about the Rosh Hashiva, he felt when we were, he said to me, when we were growing up, you, you said the Rosh Hashiva, you meant Rav Shakta. We all understood that. We all knew that. And as a Bachar in Masifta, he learned in Baltimore, then in Stanford later on for Beis Madrash, he would go over his off Shabbosim in the Flatbush and be at the Rosh Hashiva Suda and felt the Kesher himself. Agav, the fact that he saw that that, that was our Rosh Hashiva, our family's Rosh Hashiva. Um, so I want to speak a few few personal stories. So we we growing up in Dallas, Texas, raising a family in Dallas, Texas, we felt very much that we had to show our children, quote unquote, the 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 the, the real the real thing. And so as a hachana for bar mitzvah, I brought my boys into Flatbush for Shabbos. We would go shopping. We would get their hat and and get their tefillin, pick it up and go do all those things. And we zochet eat the Shabbos with bar yeshiva. And so my first son. And, and for me, it was my first time. I, again, I was coming as a almost a total stranger. I never, you know, I, I the, the pseudos were arranged initially through through Chaverim here in Dallas, Talmidim of the Yeshiva. Later on, I would arrange it myself. And I never forget. So the anticipation of standing after Shachris in Chaim Berlin on Shabbos morning, and everyone's waiting in line to go wish you good Shabbos for Yeshiva. And I'm standing there, and I'm a little bit nervous. And my son's next to me, and um, we come up, and I say Shabbos. And he looks at me. He says, I'm eating lunch by the Rosh Hashiva. And he says, no. And now I'm like, it's the Suda. There's no lunch. It's the Suda, which was mentioned earlier by Rabbi Free, but I actually experienced that. And he did it in a way that, again, picked me up and made me realize, everybody knows in our house, there's no lunch on Shabbos. It's the Shabbos Suda. Baruch Hashem, we try to make it a special thing. Um, the, the son of mine who went in for the for the for the for the uh, for the Levaya, with unbelievable Misa by him. So Rashiva learns Chumash, as it was said already, and it's known by Shabbos Tish or the Suda. And it was Parsha's Truma, I'll never forget. And he's going through the Psukha in the beginning, and 
he says he's going through the different different uh, materials for the for the Mishkan and so on, and and he stops and he says to one of his Talmidim, go down in the basement and go on my desk. There's an art scroll chumash there. Please bring it upstairs. Okay. So what do I know? It's my second time being in this house for Shabbos. I was only there about a year before my other son brings it up. He opens up the art scroll and he says, purple dyed wool, scarlet, whatever it is. Then he turns to my son, 12 years old, and he says, have you seen this before, this art scroll with Rashi? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That was that was the Misa. So yes, my son, with all of his guilt, he got bought himself uh, an art scroll, Chumash Rashi. The stigma was taken away. So I told the Misa over, I was talking about Ram Fruchel afterwards. He says, Ugh. He says, Roshiva's English is better than art scrolls. He says, he has no shyla that he did it for one reason. That was to make a hashpah on your son. He shouldn't feel the stigma because he's from Texas. The Efshir, he can't open the Chumash and learn Rashi on his own. It's okay to use the art scroll. The Kachave, that, that, that's what the, that was the Maisa, that was the Roshim the Rashi he made on my son. This, as a, I didn't say Roshiva, Efshir will be mechazik, my son. Efshir, you need a little chizuk. He understood. He's a boy coming from Texas who had maybe hasagas. And, and 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 my son bought it, and 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 he's Marva Sedra, Ad Hayoyim, and and it came from that that Misa. So again, to me, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a virtual stranger. There wasn't a reason necessarily to 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 reach out and connect and give me the time as a Talmud or as a as a, as an Adam Gadol in Klal Yisrael. And, and and that's the feeling that we felt. One time we were again eating the food by Rosh Shabbos day. And after Shachris, there was a Kiddush in Chaimun, there's lots of side rooms, and Roshiva said, he's going to go say Mazel Tov. So in the, in the, just all the happenings, we sort of lost track of each other. So I figured, I'll meet Roshiva back at his house. We couldn't find him, so we started going. And we kept stepping aside the Yeshiva, and two Bachim come running back. They're like, almost panting. They go, oh, 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 they found us. And these, these guys didn't know who we were. They go, Roshiva, we're walking down Coney Island Avenue. And he suddenly stopped, and he went, oi, where are my friends from Texas? We have to go back. And they say, no, no, don't go back. We have to go back. We'll, we'll go back. So they ran back to come make sure the Roshiva's friends from Texas shouldn't have to walk by themselves to his house, as reported by the Bachram who, who, who were coming to look for us. Not that he sent them. They had this commitment not to come back looking for us. And as we're walking down Coney Island Avenue, many times again, Shabbos morning, wouldn't miss a person. I don't know who these people were. He says, oh, he says, you want to meet somebody? He tells the person, this is the Manaf and the Cheder in Dallas. So that the Hargosha that Rafid mentioned, Rafagama mentioned that we were part of the the the, the yeshiva and part of the Rosh Yeshiva's vision of Klai Yisrael and, and and the closeness to him. It was not a suffolk. It, it was it was a Dever that that, that that was the, that was the Matthias. And 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 I and I my son told me two weeks ago that, that they I never asked them about it, but that was like Pasha growing up. And it was Pasha to them that that was that was the. Um, that was the uh, the, the hashpa that he had. Um, the balance always, as was mentioned, and, and it's not appropriate to get into the, the pratim of the various shilas that we've had to deal with uh, in the community. But we were we were doing something here, which was a hemshik of what was done when when the kolol started. We we were we we, we and we still <laughs> we're still doing it. We're we're trailblazing. We're 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 we're, we're charting new 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 paths in in, in uncharted waters. In, in, in the avoid of Haramas Karen Atira, that that the, the, the Madrega of 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 and the and, and the Madrega of, of of what a shul could be doing and the tefillah 
Amokum Tfila and the Madrega of Chinuch Habanim and Habanos was being brought to a whole new level. And that involved, the Roshiva was acutely aware that, I never got the feeling the approach was that we're going to completely separate ourselves from the rest of the community and we're not going to be part of them. Although he did quote, and I didn't look up the Maramaka, but I'm going to still say, he one time told me uh, with regards to how we can interact and so forth. He said right away, he said, Shar Tshuva says in Ois in, in Shar Gimel, Ois in Aleph, also Lishaber im Rasha Afiludar Mitzvah. So we shouldn't forget. And he once told me that we had a question about the one of the non one of the other schools in town that was considered to be a Jewish school. And he said to me, Rachmiel, the difference between a conservative shul and a conservative school. So the conservative shul is a shanda. But he said the conservative school is a tayeva and has to be viewed as such. And at the same time, he understood that there were situations where the community operated that we had to interact with the broader community. And he and he said to me, I just reviewed my notes and I said, he said, don't be Madama Milsa. You have to call back and you have to ask me again as the situation evolves. Could be because he felt I wasn't really to do the right thing. But I also felt it was that he was invested and he was involved and he saw that it was evolving. There was a shyly about, about about the girls, whether she could speak at graduation publicly, whatever it was. And again, his dikduk and his lushan. And I, I I brought an example. I said, you know, Rebbitson Bronston, Alea Shalom, she comes to Dallas and when she speaks, there's men and women in, in the audience and she's being Marbit's Tyra. And he said, oh, this is not called Arbatza's Tyra. This is called Hashpa. And the, it's, 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 it's a great thing she's doing. It's not about satire. To understand that it was very clear exactly what we were trying to accomplish and what was important for the chinuch of the children, especially. And I saw in my notes that many times he, he, when I asked for clarification, he said the icker thing is the chinuch of the children. They should understand that in this in a positive way why it's different and why we're we're different, not in a way that would put somebody else down. Rav Hodman, can you just just be masber that the question of having a girl speak at graduation was because the graduation had the boys and the girls together? That was a chalik of it, and in some communities, there as as as, as I I've observed in some communities, only the fathers are invited to graduation of the girls' schools. Um, you know, not all not all schools have that, so there's different opinions and there's different ways it goes. And and you know, he actually on that particular shaila in conversation and me respectfully, I'll say pushing back, softened to what, what still goes on, um, you know, uh, on Hayyim. But, um, but yes, that was, that was part of the Shiloh. So, so, so in other words, when the 12th, they have like a... Eighth, com- is eighth, these are eighth graders. These are 13th oh, eighth graders. graders. Okay. So the eighth grade graduation has boys, the boys who are in eighth grade and the girls in eighth grade are together. And the question was whether a, an eighth grade girl should speak. Right, whether the whole the whole thing should be together at the same time or not was part of the shaila. Meaning, as a year, we we were thinking ahead, but but, but as graduation was approaching, and the question came, "How are we going to do this?" And so it suddenly it dawned on me that this is a shaila. And I called and spoke. We had three boys and three girls. They were our separate classes. The boys and girls were separated. I understand, not together, and even within the building, they're physically separate. But that was the shaila. Was was you know could the girls speak? And he. He said it was on short notice and not much to do. And he said they, they shouldn't speak. And then the compromise, interestingly enough, was they were all professionally videoed, which is now commonly done at, at dinners to save everyone's time. Right? And you can edit out the thing. Each student spoke and was videoed. 
and then we had them sit separately, and then the videos were played. And, the, and in, the, in the, the year afterwards, when I discussed further what the community standard had been, even amongst the B'nai Torah, and what was going on here when the Kola was bringing speakers in and so forth, and I mentioned Robinson Bronstein, that's when, okay, the, clear, the girls would speak, there was a clear break, and then the Hanhala would speak, and then they gave out the diplomas, and then the girls spoke afterwards. And it led to what eventually was separate times, two separate programs, 10 o'clock in the morning is the girls, and 12, and the, 12 o'clock is the boys, or whatever, two separate programs, um, which is what we, we, we were striving for that for that point. You know, similarly, there was a certain Biddy Evans, he was very clear, it was a Biddy Evans, and when the time would come, there would be a need to 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 raise the level. Um, but but even the openness to having the, me feeling comfortable to challenge Roshiva, again, respectfully, to bring information to bear. Um, is it possible to say that part of the, you know, we saw, we've heard how enthusiastic he was about every aspect of Yadus, but is it possible to say, and again, Ravari is still here, I don't know if he can respond, is it possible to say that part of why he was so invested was because this was a chance, like you say, to create something, you know, in New York, it's one thing, but to be able to create in Dallas, to be able to build it, Altairus HaKodesh, and yet within the framework of the community, this was like a, a, a great challenge that he felt was the test of of of, of the of the derech of Chaim Berlin and the derech of the yeshiva. Um, you know, is it, it possible that that's part of why he was, why Dallas became such a, a Dover Chavav to him? It's 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 very possible. I don't I don't know exactly why because when I came in already, it was already after that Chavivus and that Kesher was already there. Rafreed mentioned that when he came to him initially, when he was Miasa the Kola with that Haskama or that directive from Moshe Shapiro's that's how that was the initial connection. And he brought Rafigaman with him as one of the Chavrikolo, initial Chavrikolo. I can't explain wh- where it was, but when I came on already, I felt right away when I would come to Flatbush, red carpet. The Suda by, by the Roshiva, no Shaila. The Fruch handlers bend over backwards to take care of me and my sons. And and many other Mishpachas. Many other Mishpachas were connected. Rabbi Katz, who lives here in Dallas, has brothers. I would stay by them. They always would roll out the red carpet. And I felt always. And uh, Ari Leib Chaifetz, who was like the Roshiva's secretary, who would take the phone calls also. When I would call, he would say, oh, oh, hold on a second. Let me, you know, like, I, it felt like he understood that Something is going on. I never took. I never saw it as myself because, again, I'm just a guy who's in chinuch, uh, always very warm and always very, very, uh, very accepting. And again, it could be what you're saying that he saw it as a unique opportunity. But I think he also saw the mavakshi Hashem. We we were trying to accomplish something here, and we see the payros from that, and um, that's really the hemshah. You know, it's interesting. You know, if you read the haskama, and again, I'm not trying to. Uh, I read a little bit the haskama that Rav Hutner wrote in the Sefer Avodas Aaron. And he said, your words have a koyach to be mafriach. He said, there's something about the way you speak and the way he wrote. Again, he was only in his, he was barely 30 years old when the Sefer came out. I don't, I think it came out in 1957. And uh, I think he was, uh, he was born in 1928. So he was maybe 30, probably less. And Rav Huttner said, that's, he sees that's his koyach to, to, have ideas and say things in a way that they grow and develop within the hearts of the people listening to them. And it's quite astounding after everything we're hearing today about how, you know, the, how, how those divrei lekach are able to be expanded and understood by, by, by the people. Always with a smile, always with a sensitivity. Um, and I had a glimpse of that relationship with others as well. I felt that, 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 
that, that's why I felt for myself in being such an outsider, because being, let's say, in the, in the, in the home of Rabbi Katz, who's a Talmud of the Yeshiva, um, an older brother of, of our dear Chaver, who's here in Dallas, Yisrael Katz, who's part of the Kolo initially. So I remember I came once, I went to, I assumed Friday night by, by another Mishpacha, came back to, to Rabbi Katz, and he goes, oh, oh, we're going to go, go to my Rebbe's, we're going to go to my Rebbe's house right now, you know? Okay, great. Stop somewhere to go, walk down 17th Avenue, for, you know, from where he was near, oh, all the way back to across the park over there. So it's late Friday night. It's it's, it's summertime. My son's bar mitzvah was July, so it's summertime. We're there in June, May or June. It's late Shabbos already, and the, you, we walk in the Roshiva's house. It's full, and mm-hmm. across the room, when we walked in, Roshiva's he looks up, and that unbelievable smile and that hadras upon him that he saw his Talmud. Meaning, I saw the Talmud telling me, "Oh, we got to go. We got to go to my Rebbe right now." And, we, and, he, and he slapped me. We walked a few blocks down the, down the street. And then we walked in the house. No words were spoken, but across that room to see that smile and that kesher and that closeness, that it was a mutual feeling and a reciprocal feeling was unbelievable. And I thought to myself, okay, he's a Talmud. He learned by him and he opened up yeshiva. And he did it. I had the same feeling myself. Um, the last time I saw the Rashiva, we, 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 we made a shidduch with the Chaim Berliner. <laughs> I have a son-in-law, a wonderful Talmud of the yeshiva. And so for the Ufra, we were in Flatbush, this was about about six, seven years ago, and Roshiva wasn't well, and I took my youngest son, who was maybe, I guess, eight years old at the time, and I said, we're going to go knock on the door and see what's going on over there. So we knocked on the door, he had moved already to his new house, I think on 14th, and the grandson opened the door, and I said, I would say, it's Rachmi Oberman from Dallas, I would make sure I had the word Dallas when I would call or speak. So the grandson said, I'm not sure, he says, comes back, he says, Come, come in. We walked in, and again, he's sitting there in this little study, the biggest smile in the world. How's it going? Ask my son what's his name. Gives him a stroke on the cheek. Ask him what he's learning, and and then it was three minutes, and and, and that was that was the last time we actually sat together face to face, and we're together. And I felt I could still feel that warmth, ad hayoyim, and I, and I feel now, especially the fact that uh, you got me thinking about the opportunity today. And speaking to my son a few weeks ago, it brought me back to those days when I was very, very involved in much more, much, much more makusher uh, and, and on a regular basis. That, that, that the roshim that a person could have, and, and made me think for myself. And it was that the, a takeaway should be for all of us, I believe, that we shouldn't underestimate the hashpah we can have on somebody by showing care and showing concern and being very authentic in that way, and 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 that would draw people towards you. The, the connection that we have with our Rabbeim, with our Gedolim, has a tremendous kayach. And, and, and among all the other things, and I, I can't even necessarily particularly think of, a, of the Torah that Rashiva said per se, it's all more my interactions and, and the study of the way he would handle the person from my, helping my son and pulling out that art scroll uh, to looking at me at Thomas Rokovich saying, because during Svir Zimer, oh, you're that beard looks really nice on you. And my wife was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and so she tells Renee Fruchhandler, and she says, yeah, I remember when Renee told her how Rami has to keep the beard. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You know? But like, like, why would he, what, of all the comments on my beard, like, what's he commenting on my beard for? The answer is because, of course, of course, yeah, it was a passing comment. It wasn't like I sat and, do you have a beard? And, yeah. The beard looks very nice on you, you know. 
he passed me in the hallway. That, that, that was it. So, Bez Hashem, you should be made to Yeshur for Kal Yisrael, the Schusim, and all the, the Torah and, 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 and the Kedusha that has come through the Shluchim here in Dallas, Texas, that, 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 that under the director of the Roshiva should be, should be a schus for him. And, and, and we should, we should uh, come together for Simchas and Sheikh Zidkeno should come quickly. I can only add one, one small brief encounter I had when I was still a young man with hair and, uh, and not a gray beard. Um, I was a waiter in the uh, hotel in the mountains right near Camp Morris, where the Chaim Berlin Yeshiva was in the summers. And I learned in Mountaindale Yeshiva. And next door to Mountaindale Yeshiva, there was a Russian, secular Russian bungalow colony. And there was a five, maybe a seven-year-old kid. I went over to say Parsha to them. And the kid was an absolute Eloy. Like he knew everything. Non-religious kid. And I didn't know what to do. So someone said, go to the Rosh Yeshiva and ask him. Nothing to do with my yeshiva, nothing to do with anything. He took me right in. I said, there's a young child. He's an Eloy, clearly. What should I do? And without even batting an eyelash, he says, we can't lose these type of children to Klal Yisrael, and it would be an irreparable loss. And he said, you should contact such and such. There's a Hasidish younger man who deals with Kiev of those people in those neighborhoods in Brooklyn and um, tries to get them into day school. He'll deal with the finances. Just connect them with them, and we'll, we'll follow up on it. He didn't know me from anyone, but when I said it was a young Jewish kid who was a secular Russian, that family was an Eloy, he, 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 you would have thought I was talking about his own child. You know, the, the care he had for Claudius Rall, which clearly was in Dallas, I, I'm sure it was universal. And I, I was a nobody from nowhere that uh, he had no reason to give the time of day to. But he treated, again, very, once he knew it was for the good of the Arbatsistar and Claudius Rall, you know, a little kid who's a five-year-old Russian uh, child to him was like, a you know, a big, gigantic issue. That's the only interaction I ever had with him. But it made uh, a Roshim on me that I I actually um, was influenced to go to the path to be tried to do my own thing in Chinuch um, on my own as well as part. Uh, uh, part of uh, a hespit is, is is to bring up an oifin of a person that you perhaps don't see. Um, and it's not just the same over and over again. I think that there's such a unique perspective that the Dallas uh community had and that closeness and those types of viroas that you're hearing about that I think it was a, I hope it'll add to the luster and the the legacy of of this mechanic of this incredible Balmachshava of this Talmud of the the derech of 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 Rav Hutner, the the greatness really of what Chaim Berlin uh has meant to the Ulma Yeshivas uh, the unique uh aspect that as as you heard from Rav Free that Rav Shapiro recognized as in many sense, the godless Odom American style, the godless Odom and godless Atayra in a way that it could be that it could work, and it could even be planted uh, in the in, in the in the Southwest and flowered to in a way that's as as we say to be matzmiach at Karen. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 